one of my all-time favorite things to give out to as many people as I can who sit at an IEP table is a list of 12 hard IEP questions that both parents and teachers need to ask. Now, there are 99 things, okay, probably 199 things that need to be covered before, during, and after an IEP meeting. But this conversation that needs to happen before the meeting is so critical. And after doing this for 25 plus years, uh, there's 12 questions that often get left behind. And it's critical that we address these situations. So I'm going to give you one of those today. One of those things. Now you can get all of them. They're free at iepchecklist.com. Just go there. I'll email them right to you. But here's the deal. We are getting towards the end of the school year. And that means there's going to be a lot of decisions that have to do with placement. Now, many times placement is something that is um, thought of first. And it really shouldn't be. So it's like, where's the child going to go? And then what are they going to be working on? So first of all, placement needs to be something that is determined after we decide as a team, what are the services that are going to be provided? Then we decide where do these services take place? But so often it's like, where's my child going to go to school next year? Or the team is like, where's the child going to go next? If they're transitioning out of the classroom, when we should be looking at where's the child at, what's the child need? How are we going to get there? All right, now where should we provide those services? Now there's a key phrase called the full continuum of placements. This full continuum of placements is a phrase that you need to use both as an educator or team member from the school or as a parent. It puts you uh, in this conversation that elevates beyond just what classroom is a child going to be in. I want you to take this next level and I want you to start talking about this full continuum of placements, meaning it's not just about fitting a child into a box of, you know, like a literal box, right? Like here's the classroom. I hope they fit. This is about truly deciding what needs to happen in a child's school day from beginning to end, from the time that they step onto campus to the time they leave campus. What does, what needs to happen when we're looking at inclusion opportunities, what type of supports are needed? What needs to happen when it comes to speech therapy, occupational therapy, academic instruction, uh, paraprofessional support, uh, you know, navigating the environment as independently as possible. There's so many things that need to be taken into consideration. And here's what happens a lot of times. Parents will ask the school, can I please see the classrooms that are being considered for my child? And they'll say, no. And there'll be a lot of different reasons why. Sometimes that reason is because, well, due to the privacy of other students. I, you know what? I'm just going to call it out as it is right now, okay? You didn't sign a privacy notice for your own child. If you're a parent, you did not sign that, nor did anybody else, which means that, yes, you can go and see students at the school just like a room mom or a PTA, you know, member or a volunteer or, uh, you know, the custodian, like people see kids in a school. It just is. So no, well, um, we can't let you shop 
for a classroom because if we let it if we let you shop for a classroom then we'd have to let everybody shop for a classroom well here's the deal parents are supposed to be equal IEP team members correct to make a decision as an equal IEP team member, you need to have equal information. So if some people at the table know what some options are and some people don't know what the options are, then it's not equal. Although I will tell you, being a former special education teacher, I was in this you know experience a lot where my uh, students were leaving my classroom and going to another classroom. I didn't know what the next classroom looked like. Now, some of you could say, shame on me. Totally get it. However, I was a new teacher. Nobody told me I should go see that placement. It wasn't standard procedure. I relied on my administrator who said, well, after your classroom, they'll go to, you know, whoever, Mrs. C's classroom. And I was like, okay, cool. Can like, we have Mrs. C come to the IEP meeting? That that was it. I relied on Mrs. C to figure out what needed to happen. I didn't have a lot of knowledge about what was happening next, especially if it wasn't in my building. If it was in my building, I had an idea, right? But if, if I was, you know, graduating a child from third grade and fourth grade was in another building, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. So parents, if you think that teachers know all the things when it comes to full continuum of placements, they don't. Now, teachers, that means that you need to advocate for yourselves, and say, if I'm going to make the best recommendation as a teacher, then I also need to know this full continuum of placements. Placements, it, it means, somebody just commented here, um, says special education is not a place, it's a set of services and supports. Yes, um, Amy's actually in some of our, our programs. Um, if I'm thinking that it's the Amy that I think that is master IP coach mentorship or special education inner circle. And, and so we talk about this all the time because it's so critical to have this full discussion and to not have things like, well, you can't see because of privacy of the other students or that you can't see because then other parents are going to ask to shop um, or that teachers are not seeing because it's not protocol in their uh, building for them to know what's happening in other special education programs. There's so many reasons why this full continuum of placements. Now, full continuum of placements is exactly what it sounds like. It's everything from a residential school that's out of state to uh, general education with uh, no specific sports. Now, uh, do I want you to see all of those? No. Do I want you to see at least three options? Yes. Here's the deal. You don't know what's right if you don't know what's wrong. So if there's three different options on the table, Classroom A, B, and C. And maybe in the same school, maybe they're in separate schools. And the team is like, we think classroom B would be fantastic. That's really the only option we have. We hear that a lot at IEP meetings. Well, here's the thing. You might agree as a parent or even as a teacher, you might agree that classroom B is a great place for the student, but you're always second guessing yourself because you don't know what classroom A or classroom C looks like. Or, or get this, what if classroom B is in the same building as classroom C and you're like, yeah, I totally get why classroom B would be awesome, but I think this piece of classroom C or this, you know, kind of service, or maybe it's a co-teaching class, maybe it's something that's like really cool. I think a piece of classroom C would go really well with classroom B and then you customize it. 
you know, this whole individualized education thing. <laughs> so you customize it. So it's important for you to understand how to have this conversation about the full continuum placements before the IEP meeting, because this obviously takes time to see what's going on in the district, what's available, what services, what supports, and have this open conversation that is not, uh, you know, feel like uh, anybody's hiding anything or anybody has this hidden agenda. It's really about sharing equal information. Again, I want to encourage you to go to iepchecklist.com, go get the rest of the questions and make sure you are having full and complete discussions as an IEP team about the full continuum of placements for each child and that everybody feels confident about the three things that were considered and why a certain place was decided upon for the services to happen. I, again, I want to let you know that you are not alone if you are struggling in special education decisions. It feels like an island. There's a lot of isolation. There's a lot of big, heavy decisions that need to be made. When you go grab this checklist at iepchecklist.com, you're going to see some other options on how we can connect beyond this because you shouldn't be doing special education alone. Uh, it, it's important for you to have like-minded people around you that believe in the hope of what is possible in special education, that have the determination to help you make it happen and have the strategies to get you there. And I've got some resources for you that can help, but you're going to get started at iepchecklist.com. Guys, I'll talk to you soon.